I guess I was pretty horny. What's in the bag? A shark or something? Oh, no, not the beast! God damn it! How'd it get burned? How'd it get burned? How'd it get burned? I'm a vampire. Kill me. Fucking files! Have you ever been dragged to the sidewalk and beaten to you? Pissed! Blood! That's our boy Nicholas Cage. What are these fucking iguanas doing on my coffee table? I guess I was pretty horny. <laughs> I when we were I was rewatching parts of the like parts of the movie. I don't remember him actually saying that specific line because uh. he says, "I guess I was horny," but that's later, or like not. It's not the or not. I guess I was horny. It's it's a it's a different line. It's not the same. Like when I said to you guys, I was like, "Did he just say that?" And you were like, "Yeah," but I was like, "But it's not the same line." I think it's in the very beginning when he's oh, really? talking about the bat. Right. But in that conversation, he says a different line. It's not the same one. Oh. oh. So I was, like, wondering. I was, like, because when I asked that, I was, like, is did I miss it? Like, before this, does he say it twice? Hmm. I couldn't figure it out. We're going to have to watch Vampire's Kiss again. Just that scene. Oh, damn it. What? <laughs> Movie. It's, like, how to afford a honeymoon in Vegas. And you're, like, no, wait, no. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. Oh, good. Okay. Okay, I'm ready. Oh, it's recording? <laughs> Jesus. You haven't Sur- caught me in a while. Surprise. I usually can kind of see the red, but I didn't know. Hello? Hello? Oh, that was me. I'm so sorry. Hello. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> you say that every week. <laughs> you go, um, hello. Well, I would, Welcome. I need, to, I need to work on my delivery. It can be kind of soft. I can be kind of gentle. I can be aggressive. Like, hello. This is a public service announcement. <laughs> if you or a loved one has been diagnosed with mesothelioma. <laughs> or it could be like, hi. Were you just Peter Francis Geraci? Was I? I love Peter Francis Geraci. I don't know who that is. Oh, I guess you wouldn't. That's a, it was this guy that there are these really old i bet if i showed it to you you'd be like oh but it was um it was mostly in like the chicagoland area and they oh, were forever oh peter francis tracy yeah yeah like, hi are you or someone else and you're blah, blah, blah. <laughs> my, one of my friends her second cousin was peter francis tracy and i was oh like that gosh. is the most special thing like one of those ads on tv of like they was the same it was the same commercial for like 20 years just and it was terrible. and it only played in between Maury and Steve Wilco's show. <laughs> oh my god, so amazing. My dad W-nine. My dad Gen- used to Gen- get Gen- so pissed because we'd be watching the Jerry Springer show because it <laughs> in Springfield where I'm from, it was Maury Jerry Springer, mm-hmm. and then it was Steve Wilkos. Oh, yeah, you're right. And my dad would always... And then after Steve Wilkos was Cheaters. <laughs> yes! I love Cheaters. And my fucking dad, he was like I don't understand why you guys watch this trash because it would be like me, my brother and sister, like home during the day, like the summer after my parents got divorced and it's just us and we'd be watching these all day. My dad would like sometimes come home surprising for lunch. Right. And he'd be like, why are you guys watching? This? Well, especially lunch because it was always on at like 2 p.m. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whenever I stayed home from school because we didn't have cable, I if I was watching TV and not movies, I was watching Maury. Mm. I love Maury Povich. We love public access TV. <laughs> <laughs> Channel nine. Um, 
Or the WGN. <laughs> yeah, I, I love uh, WGN and the CW is my best friend. Yeah, I loved the CW growing up. And then I once I got out of high school and like got TV, like real TV, I was like, oh, CW is oh, shit. I'm going to watch Forensic Files for 15 hours straight. Yes. Oh, my God. Forensic Files, uh, literally in my household, like after my parents got divorced, my dad alone just watches Cheaters all day. Oh, like Cheaters God. and Forensic Files. Like not not... <laughs> Not because of anything no, no, yeah, yeah. related. He just like loves it. And I would come home from school or like from college or because I was like I was doing summer classes and he would literally be yelling at the TV and be like, this bitch did it. Oh, and we were like, God. I was like, are you watching Cheaters? Calm down. Oh, my goodness. He gets so invested. I love Forensic Files. Oh, yeah. Peter, what's, what's his name? Peter Thomas. Yeah. Rip. Rip. Oh, yeah, he just, he's dead. Oh, he's dead now. He's dad. Now. He's dad. Oh, Tim. Oh, <laughs> oh Tim. <laughs> All right. Well, so who's our actual father? Nicholas Cage. Yes, it is. He's that, daddy. Zaddy, as the kids are calling it. Um, podcast. This is gone in next two seconds. <laughs> we have a podcast. <laughs> we we have a a bird cat watch. Excuse me. I don't know what happened. I had a seizure. <laughs> <laughs> I would, I, yeah, okay. Um, this week on Gone in Next Two Seconds, Marta loses her mind. <laughs> the one where Marta has a seizure. That's what I'm going to name it. Please do it. <laughs> People will be worried. I don't know where you can see that. I don't know either. I do, I do it every week, and they're always pretty funny. I'm proud of them. I think they're on the website. I'll, yeah, I don't think they show yeah. up on Apple Podcasts or anything. Which is a goddamn shame. It really is. But anyway, this week on Gone in 60 Seconds, so what a guy can't talk, Honeymoon in Vegas. Oh, I didn't even realize. We made it to 1992, y'all. Oh, shit. Welcome to 1992. 92. I wasn't, I wasn't quite alive yet. You were a sperm. I was. Oh, yeah. Okay. At the, <laughs> at the end. Not at, not at this point. Honeymoon in Vegas came out in August 28th of 1992. Mm. Um, and it's so much fun oh my god it was it was not good but it was fun i enjoyed it i thought it was good yeah i i mean it wasn't like a masterpiece by any means no no no. it wasn't great it was like a but standard it was like, it was like a solid movie yeah 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 i think uh who it was we? it was surprising we didn't expect to enjoy it and then we were like this is like a good movie who were we watching i think maybe andrew andrew yeah it was, it was just the three of us it was either andrew or tanner when tanner came home said oh i think i've seen this like on tv before and that oh. was like a really good way to put it because it definitely seems like a movie that going back to tv yes. if you were just going through guide like oh. on your tv it yeah. would you would definitely find honeymoon in vegas oh yeah in the 300s for sure yeah one hana so not stars not hbo not quite hbo not making it up to the 500s mm, no it's uh-uh. 300 300 flat yeah but but I would but I would watch. I mean I want to watch it again. No, it was fun. Yeah, it was really fun. And there's so many like surprise. There's a, a a lot of people in it. And you pointed out that oh I didn't know he wrote and directed it. Yeah yeah. Oh okay. It's, I thought he was just the same writer. What's his name again? Uh, Andrew Bergman. Andrew Bergman is the director, and he also wrote Blazing Saddles. Yeah. For Mel Brooks. So yeah. you know that's what's up. That's and, that's what we're getting at here. Exactly. And it definitely like felt. I mean. If you took out the mel to- the melatonin the melatonin from Mel Brooks the melanin you- <laughs> melon if you took out the, the, 
the Mel Brooks tone in Blazing Saddles or other Mel Brooks movies, but left like that's basically what this was. Oh yeah, like, like the this jokey, was definitely like... the same thing as Blazing Saddles without the the thumbprint of Mel Brooks. Yeah, of of the weird like fourth wall breaks and <gasps> hard there fourth, sarcasm. Was there a random fourth wall break in this? Weren't we like, why did he just break the wall? I don't. know. Was it this movie? I think it was. No, I don't. I don't think it was. I think it was Zondali. Oh really? Because did we record Zondali? Yes, we, we did. We did. We're trying did, to get ahead. Did we? I think we did. I think we did. I saw it on my fol- folder, but it could, okay. it could no. just be an empty project. <laughs> no, I think we did because we... No, we did. We did it. We did it. Oh, because the paint. Because the paint. I remember now. Yeah. yeah, no, I think the fourth wall break, quote unquote, in Zondali was when... There's like the juxtaposition of like Nicolas Cage and Zondali like fucking on the washing machine, and then it cuts back to Zondali's husband at the dinner table, and he oh. like looks directly oh, at the yeah. camera. Oh, that yeah. I was like, I feel like we watched something where they like, and it never happened again. No, like, there was never. I was like, did he just Jim Halpert us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did. I um also from two weeks ago now <laughs> because we already recorded last week. I can't apologize properly. Um, I noticed that I <laughs> said that every time I see the actor by the name of, oh, God. Sorry, click, click, clack, click, clack, click. Internet. Oh, that was so cute. <laughs> it, it was, like, almost inaudible. Secret burp. <laughs> secret The actor by that goes by the name of Kyle McLaughlin. <laughs> Can't believe I couldn't remember his name. McLaughlin. McLaughlin. Um I referred to him as Orson Welles. And I was like, he will also be or- always be Orson Welles in my mind. This was from the episode of Industrial Symphony number one. But what I meant was not Orson Welles, because then I was listening to it today and I was like, that no, not that fucker. <laughs> um his he plays Orson in Desperate Housewives. <laughs> Oh, so he's will always be Orson to me. Like Not I don't know Orson why. <laughs> I just went with it because I wasn't sure. And you were like, "Cool." <laughs> but okay, here's the thing. I have to apologize to you then because I edited out so much of that part because I kept calling him Mike McLaughlin for some reason. Oh, really? Instead of Kyle. So you so you took it out so that you didn't sound dumb and left in when I sounded. Dumb. I didn't know that you were sounding dumb. <laughs> no, it's okay. But I'm sorry. <laughs> if we're gonna be upfront and apologize, I might as well apologize as well. I didn't know that. I don't remember you saying that. I said it like four times. <laughs> You're like, oops, <laughs> oops. Ah, uh, yeah, I'm edit. <laughs> just take that off. It's fine. Um, I bet you guys didn't notice. I, and it, isn't it sad that we we edit it so we don't sound dumb and somehow we still sound fucking stupid? Some just we don't fact check. We just go for it. And I we're just, just wrong. You know what I've found in my job is confidence is key. Oh yeah, fake it till you make it. I that's showbiz, baby. One hundred percent. I someone said to me the other day though they were like, um, that's not it. They're like, you be yourself and unapologetically be yourself and spit in people's faces. And I was like. <gasps> Okay. I like that better, but, but I'm not good at that. How can I spit in someone's face if I'm wrong? <laughs> <laughs> because you're confident. <laughs> Just make sure you do it I honestly. Merge, I somehow merge both of those worlds where I'm wrong, but I'm like, I swear to God. And everyone's like, but you're wrong. I'm like, oh, no, I, I know. <laughs> well, that's like, I can't remember. <laughs> I just naturally want to blame other people <laughs> for everything. Oh, 100%. So, for example, 
I was so tired the last few weeks, and I had bought I had bought in. I have. God damn it. <laughs> Hello. I had bought these like RX bars. You know the ones that are like dates, eggs, almonds, and that's it. Like the bars. The oh. energy bars. Oh, I, well, I'm I was sorry. So lo- you said RX bars. I thought you said wires. Oh no, bars. And I was like, what are we talking? Like about? they're called like prescription bars or whatever. But they're oh, just okay. they're just like breakfast bars. Oh yeah, and they're gross. Yeah, they're pretty gross. Yeah. But um, I bought some anyway, and I went into the pantry, and both the boxes were empty. And I was like, who the fuck took my breakfast bars? And I was like, <laughs> I probably did it, and then just left the empty boxes in the pantry. Okay, that's so funny because. I have hidden somewhere in my room a jar of bennies and, like, change. Okay, okay. And every time I go to put change in there, I'm like, who's stealing from this? (laughs) So I took it and I locked it away in somewhere where there's, like, a key. Yeah. And then I realized, I was like, it probably just stays the same every time because no one probably knows. No, I didn't know. <laughs> no, I'm not blaming you. <laughs> no. But I'm like, someone's coming into my room and they're taking my car. It's probably Wait, Asia. It's a car. <laughs> it's someone's coming into my room and taking my car. Oh, this fucking episode is a shit show <laughs> I so far. I, I know our one solid fan's going to enjoy it. Who? Michelle McGarry. Oh my God, shout out to Michelle <laughs> for the fourth week. Michelle McGrady. Her name... <laughs> <laughs> that was that was 100% the couch That's, I swear to god I'm not gonna listen. I swear to Bob it's okay um her name is hey Michelle her name is Michelle <laughs> Margaret McGarry so that means her mm, name, mm, mm. she's just mm. mama okay okay i'm done are we having fun yet (laughs) i forgot what we were doing cram it okay so this week hello so we're doing (laughs) this is gone in 60 seconds um i'm your host (laughs) oh yeah that's asia garman and that's marta perillo perillo Parillo. It's Perillo. It's okay. She's actually really, really Hispanic. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you who know me, you know this is just not true at all. Uh, so honeymoon in Vegas. So honeymoon in Vegas. 1992. Andrew Bergman. It's so. Here's the synopsis of this movie. It's PG-13. It's an hour and 36 minutes. <laughs> in case you were wondering. After okay. losing $65,000 to professional gambler and con man, Tommy Corman, played by James Kahn, Sonny, penniless private investigator Jack Singer, played by Nicolas Cage, agrees to let Corman borrow his beautiful fiance Betsy, played by Sarah Jessica Parker, for a Hawaiian getaway to pay off his debts. But when Betsy who looks just like Corman's late wife, begins to fall for her, her charismatic captor. You know what? We're going to start over. Why are there so many... What are, was that I'm called? not going to say the names. When, why are there so many alliterations in this fucking synopsis? This it's is stupid. Much. Did it's Andrew Bergman write the synopsis? He's like, this is my movie. My Actually, movie. you know what? I found a, sp- a shorter one. <laughs> Neg- negate. Negate. <laughs> is that the word? Yeah. Okay. Means take away. Okay, good. <laughs> Jack loses $65,000 in poker in Las Vegas. This is a bad one, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, I'll try, I'll try, I'll try. I liked the first one. It was just long. After making a promise to his mother on her deathbed, 
Nicolas Cage's character, whose name I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? Absconds to Las Vegas to His marry name? Betsy, Sarah Jessica Parker. When he loses $65,000 in a poker match to Sonny Corleone. <laughs> Tommy Corman, played by James Caan. Okay, we're going to start over. No, no, no. <laughs> I can do it. I can do it. Good. In repayment, Nicolas Cage provides Sarah Jessica Parker to Sonny Corleone. No, everyone's so confused. But you need to leave it all But in. she soon falls for him. <laughs> Nicholas Cage embarks on a personal journey. <laughs> oh my god. You are oddly good at this. It's just good. When Sarah Jessica Parker <laughs> falls in love. She doesn't though. She begins to fall for Sonny Corleone. James Khan. Nicholas Cage embarks on a personal journey. To win back her affections in City of Sin. <laughs> They're in Hawaii. But they do it in Las Vegas. Asia's <laughs> <laughs> whole body is red right now. That was, that was a really solid try. <laughs> oh, what's happening? <laughs> Are you okay? I'm <laughs> okay? She's fallen. Read the falling. <laughs> After losing $65,000, we're going to make it through. God, how long has it been? We've been doing nothing. We haven't even started. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. Okay. After losing $65,000 to professional gamer. <laughs> <laughs> After losing, after losing sixty five thousand dollars. Okay, wait, wait. This is ridiculous. Wait, I want to read it. I want to read it. Okay. We want to read it at the same time. No, no, no. You got it. Okay. Wait, stop spitting. After losing sixty five thousand dollars to professional gambler and con man Tommy Corman, played by James Con. Penniless private investigator Jack Singer, played by Nicolas Cage, agrees to let Corman borrow his beautiful fiancée, fiance, Betsy, played by Sarah Jessica Parker, for a Hawaiian getaway to pay off his debts. But when Betsy, who looks just like Corman's late wife, begins to fall for her charismatic captor, the commitment-phobic singer must race against the clock to track them down and win her back. Perfect. End scene. And see, I also I was trying really hard not to laugh because you fucked up on the word fiance, which is just like reoccurring. Yeah. Because of fiance, my, my fiance, my fiance. And then in, and then an old brother were out there. Was like, you can't talk to my fiance like that. Jeez Louise, too good. I literally feel like I'm gonna throw up from laughing so much. I know. It's like, are we okay? I think I had like a little bit of an anxiety attack in the middle. I think you so. It's okay. <laughs> Thanks everyone. And we circle back. Um, which okay, so the synopsis is fine, yeah, but it does leave out like a kind of important aspect of the plot because the whole well, that's reason why we're here. Yeah, true. I mean, true, <laughs> but I'm just surprised because everything moves into motion. Everything, f- fuck. No, you're good. Everything happens 
all of their trip to Las Vegas and trying to get married and mm. all of the surrounding events of that happen literally because he promises her mother on her deathbed yeah. that he'll never get married. The, like, literally the opening scene of this movie is him holding his mom's hand while she's dying in, like, a hospital bed. And she's like, you gotta promise me you never marry. And he's like, mother, I can't promise that. And she's like, you promise me now. And then he starts dying and he goes... And she's like literally dying. And he's like, Mom, Mom, I promise. And, and it's she, like, Honeymoon in Vegas. She fucking literally dies with a smile on her face. Like, who the hell does that? She's a demon. <laughs> so he goes through his whole life like he's he's a personal investigator, like who is hired to see who's cheating on who. Yeah. So he's literally just like a marital per- personal investigator. Private. Private private investigator i'm so sorry um and he's got one of those like clicky cameras where you like push it together (laughs) i loved that i was like this is so 90s and like so okay so yeah so it sets it up it's five years later he's Mm -hmm. a private investigator Mm -hmm. and he is like oh my mother taught me all these things about like how horrible marriage is and i catch all these people cheating all the time but like he has a really good relationship with Betsy, mm-hmm. Sarah Jessica Parker. She's hot as fuck in this. And, like, they obviously have a really good relationship because... He's, like, she's the love of my life and I I can't live without her. And he, like, takes her on a... What's it called? When she, she goes with him to investigate. Oh, like a ride-along, essentially. Yeah, yeah. Even to the point where he's like, she's being too loud. She's like, oh, that's so disgusting. Why would you do that? Like, oh, yeah, they're just, like, walking around. Oh, my God, and his outfits are so cool. They are. They're Both of them, like, just look pretty good in this movie. Yeah. His hair is I mean, bad. he's just normal. Asia pointed out, she's like, this is the first, like, truly, like, just normal dude yeah. that he's played thus far that yeah. we've watched. And they really, the only conflict is that he won't marry her at yeah. the beginning. But he narrates that. He narrates that he's like, she's the love of my life. Only issue is, like, I made a promise. So I can never marry her. Yeah. And then it's like very quickly established that she's, you know, she's like, wow, well, we have to have the do, we have to do the next step. Like, I'm not going to wait around forever. And he's like, why? That's so stupid. Personally, I feel like that's it's kind the of 90s. It's the 90s. So I get it. But it's like, really? Just like have some kids out of marriage. <laughs> right. We don't like that anymore. Yeah. We do. You do seven years together and then you get common common law. Same benefits, essentially. Yeah. Without the messy divorce. There we go. If you want to leave, you just leave. You just walk away. Fuck it. You just leave the baby. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I do I do want to get married. Probably. I want to get the first one over with. It's just like, let's go. Yeah. Like, I was saying that to my friend last night. He was like, do you want to get married? Because I was like, maybe I'll just move to New York and I'll be married within like a year. And he's like, is that what you want? I was like, no, I just, I would like to, I would like to have an arranged marriage. Because then I'm not part of the religion, so, like, it'd be easy for me to leave. You're just like, oh, and um, then And no. then people would be like, oh, someone married her, so she has to be at least a little bit <laughs> It's like <laughs> when, you, when you first lose your virginity, and then you're like, I did it. I can do it now. I can do it a lot. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Like, I just want other people to know that someone chose to marry me. <laughs> So, therefore, like, I am an option. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying, like, I'm available. And I did it once, and I, like, was okay at it. Because it's weird when it's like, oh, like, you've never been married. Why? Like, why are you 40 and never been married? Something's wrong with you. I'm like, no, 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 I'm divorced. (laughs) Oh, okay, I get it. You know what I'm saying? You want to get married? I got married in Vegas with Lacey last time I went. Oh, heck. 
And then we told Katie, and she got really mad. And she was like, "I can't believe you married her." I was like, "No, it was a, it was a prank." Oh my goodness! There was like there was a thing in Vegas on the street where it was like, like put on a wedding dress, we'll do the vows or whatever. You could take pictures. And it was five bucks. What? To do it. That sounds fucking fun. There's like a picture of me like holding Lacey, and we got like bouquets and whatever, and holding like rings, and we're like kissing and everything. Oh and my so gosh! So I told people that we got married in Vegas just because, and a lot of people believed us. That's so funny. And I didn't tell Katie for like maybe like three months and that it I, was fake yeah and she was like real upset about it she was like no. why wouldn't you marry me oh no <laughs> i'm already betrothed to ellen booth it's true hey ellen. you don't listen but what's up <laughs> what's up girl hmm. no support it's um, okay it's okay we like her anyway so he decides to nicholas cage decides to say fuck it to his mother's promise because sarah jessica parker's like this is ruining our relationship. Yeah. She basically is like, yo, this is an ultimatum. Like, I got to go. So he's like, fine, let's do it. We'll Tied. do it this weekend. Let's go to Las Vegas and get married. She's like, okay. Because that, like, completely makes sense. Because, yeah. okay, here's the other thing. Whatever. Sanctity of marriage in the 90s. I get it. You want to get married. You want to have kids. And then you're going to get divorced in, like, 2007 when, this, when the fucking housing crisis happens. Because yeah. it's too much stress. That's what everybody did. <laughs> <laughs> However, she's so flippant about it. Yeah. Like she doesn't she wants to get married, but like she literally doesn't care to who and she doesn't care where because she's like down totally down to fly to Las Vegas with Nick Cage that weekend and get married. Yeah. And then later on when the lies start happening and James Conn is being super manipulative yeah. once he, she's in his grasp, she's like, Oh yeah, I'll marry you. By the way, I want to have kids like as soon as possible. Yeah. He's like what the fuck? Yeah, she's like, fine. I just need someone. Yeah, that's why. That's why when you were saying that he, she fell for him, I was like, she doesn't necessarily fall for she him. She just wants to be she married. She falls for the trap, not him as a person. Yeah, but she like so. Well, basically, so they they go, they go to Vegas, and they're like, okay, we're gonna get married. It's gonna be great. Blah blah blah. And while they're in Vegas, she's like, okay, let's get married now. Okay, let's get married now. Okay, let's get married now. And he's like, how about we, like, chill by the pool? I'm going to go have, like, a poker game. Yeah. And I'm going to go do this. And she's like, well, if you wanted to marry me, you'd marry me right now. It's, like, 2 p.m. He's like, calm your fucking ass. He's like, I want to fucking, like, get ready, like, have a good dinner, like, dress up, and then go get married at, like, one of the billion places to get married in Las Vegas. Right. And she's, like, not having any of it. She even, like, makes a phone call to somebody and is, like, bitching about it. Oh, yeah. It was her mom. Is it her mom? I think it's her mom. Sounds like something I'd do. Uh, But, well, it's funny because he, so he gets invited to this poker game because when they're checking into the hotel, James Caan comes in and he's clearly like this big shot businessman and like everybody at the, everybody at the casino knows him and Monk is there. (laughs) Grabs Monk's balls. Does he? Yeah. He's like, I want this suite. And Monk's like, oh, it's not available. And he's like, oh, yeah. I want it. And they're like, oh, the, the prime minister, blah, 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 is there. And he's like, I don't give a fuck. It's my suite. And he goes, okay. And um, so they, we've established he's he's tough. And he's got, like, these, like, fat-ass fucking mobsters around him who are just always eating. And um, he sees the couple come in. And he sees Sarah Jessica Parker. And he goes, oh. I need her. I want her. So then he slide like he has someone slide this invitation under Nick's door to like entice him to come to this like private poker game. Yeah, for like get like new guests or whatever that are staying in the yeah. suites or some shit like yeah. that. So Nick's like, I'm gonna go do this poker game. He's like, Sarah, babe, her name's Betsy. He's like, Betsy, you know, you can swim in the pool. We'll meet meet up later. 
I'm going to go spend like whatever, 200, 500 bucks. That's it. And that's not what happens. And that's not what fucking happens because I think, I think they, he got set up. Like there's no way that he didn't get set up because he had, what was it? A uh, flush Mm, with a jack. Yeah. A royal flush, but with a jack. Yeah. I don't understand. Marta and I don't understand poker. So it was some sort of like flush. I think it was, I think it was a royal flush because he was like, oh, go get the queen. But yeah, but it's like a Some jack. Queen. He had a he had the jack, and then Corman had a queen, oh. which overrides Jack. Oh, okay. Something like it that. Was something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Don't fucking he, crucify he, me. Basically, they're playing, and he is starting to lose. And then James Conn is like, or Corman is like, "Well, no, no, no! Like, don't leave. You're like, you're really starting to do good." And he's like, "No, I don't have any more money. I can't play anymore. Like, I can't play with you guys." And he goes, "How about?" You keep playing on on my dime, and like the how you're like I'm the house, and um whatever you win, you just pay it back when you win, and then like keep the rest. So he like talks him into staying. So he's like take out take out a money like for from me to keep doing it. Yeah. And so then he's starting to like play higher and higher and higher because he's like I'll see you twenty grand, and I raise you ten thousand, and like shit like that. I'm so dumb. So they're up to like sixty five thousand dollars. Um, not even in the pot. There's like way more in the pot, but he's like up to being in debt by sixty five thousand dollars, and because he's confident, and so then he puts it down, and he's like, "I got this." And then James Conn's like, "Oh shit, I got this." Yeah. And so then, so then he loses. So he's like freaking out. And he's like, "I don't know. How I'm gonna pay for this. I'm in so much trouble." And then Corman's like, "Well, there's something else we could do." He's like, "I saw your smoking hot wife." Oh, fiance. Fiance. <laughs> and he's like, "Don't marry her tonight." Let her spend the weekend with me and then marry her after. He's like, because yeah. she reminds me. He's like, I just want someone I'd have dinner with. She reminds me of like, my late wife. I just want to hang out. And, and of course, like, no one takes this well. Yeah. So then he's like, no. But then he's like, I have to come up with $65,000. She's like calling his bookie dentist or whatever in New York. And he's like, I need this much money. And he's like, oh, you're dead. Yeah. He was like, oh, it's because of Corman. Yeah. You're, you he's need like, help. oh, you owe Tommy. Yeah. He says to like the guy who's in the chair, he goes, um, like in the dentist chair, he turns to him after he hangs up and he goes, um, what's his name? I think- J- oh, he's like, he's like, uh, Jack. Jack owes Tommy Corman $65,000. And the guy in the chair just, just <laughs> does the cross. He's just like, oh, no. Oh, no. But with his mouth and like, oh. <laughs> yeah, he's got like dentist shit in his mouth. Oh, yeah. But so obviously Betsy doesn't take this well. She's like, you turned me into a whore. And she's like, I'm not doing that. I won't do that. But she's like, well, how else are we going to pay like pay for this? Yeah. She's like, so I have to. So then... They go to, he's like, all right, cool. Like, so then she agrees to it and Corman takes her to dinner and he's like, okay, so we're getting on a jet after this and we're going to fucking Hawaii. She's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But then she's like down for it. Yeah. What, what, what made her change her mind? I forget. Um, I think he, maybe he just convinces her and he's like, get away from Las Vegas. Like my kid's going to be there. Their granddaughter will be there. Yeah. He's like, like, it'll be fun. It'll be fine. Like my, my family will be there. It's not a big deal. And he's like, and plus like, how else are you going to pay for this? Like he kind of also manipulates her. And so then she's like, fine. And then, but then she gets in a fight with Nick on yeah. the way out. Well, because he that wasn't part of the plan. The Hawaii thing was like totally random. Yeah. And he was like, wait, well, what the fuck? You're yeah, gonna like, I didn't agree to that. Yeah. And also, like, I thought it was really interesting because when James Conn and Sarah Jessica Parker are talking, I think James Conn actually like makes a comment about being like, How about you go to Hawaii and like make him miss you a little bit? 
like oh yeah make, make him, him realize make him jealous and like angry and then he'll realize like how bad he wants you which is like kind of funny and ironic because you know that that's actually like what's gonna happen right but i got you know they they really had me in, in the middle section there i thought that things were going to go bad because she starts like because he starts like super lying to her about everything james Khan does oh yeah yeah but i'm jumping ahead sorry no 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 you're good something's in my eye um well they so they take off and so then nick's like fuck he goes back to New York. He doesn't even stay in the, the suite. Yeah, which I guess she thought he was going to stay in Las Vegas the whole time because she leaves voicemails for him like, oh, I'm try- I tried to call you in Vegas. Like, I tried to do this stuff. Like, well, she's like, I'll be back in Vegas on Tuesday. And he's like, Tuesday. Yeah. And he's like freaking out about it. And then she's like, well, I got to go. And so he goes to talk to Corman. And by then, the two of them have already are already on their way to the airport. Yeah. So he's already missed them. So he's like, okay, whatever. I'm just going to go back to New York, go back to work. And he's like listening to people complain about, do you know what it's like to oh, see their spouses cheating on them? Yeah. Like, and so in the arms of someone else, and he's like, shut the fuck up. He's like, <laughs> I know. Um, and in that moment, he's like, I have to go find her. Yeah. So he goes to the airport to try to find the first flight to Hawaii. I don't think he knows what island they're at. Oh, no, he's a like, Kauai. He's like, I need to go to Kauai. And so he has a total freak out. Like, cause yeah, this is the freak out moment. Definitely. The um, the teacher from Ferris Bueller's Day Off oh, God. is standing. Stein, right? <laughs> Something Stein? Um, Bueller. The, like, that guy. That guy. Bueller. I think it's Ed Stein. Besides that. Oh, no. I'm sorry. That was wrong. Ed Stein is a cartoonist. Is it Ben Stein? Ben Stein. Ben yeah. Stein. Um, so he's standing there. He's like, well, what about this flight? How much is that flight? And there's like clearly a line of people. And Nick Cage goes up to the front. And he's like, oh, my God. He's like, pick a flight and move on. And like just totally freaks out at him. Because Ben Stein is like, doesn't even need a flight that day. He's like, I'm trying to book a week or a, a trip two weeks in advance. It's it's totally outrageous. And there's all these people waiting. And so Nick Cage blows up on him. Nick Cage blows up on him. And like no one says anything. And then everybody behind him starts clapping. <laughs> I'm trying to make arrangements to get to Milwaukee for my nephew Douglas's wedding on the 21st. You're not even flying today? No. Consumer Reports said that if you make your travel arrangements two weeks in advance at the airport... You see this line? We're all flying today. Please, sir, if you don't get back on... Then what? I'll be arrested? Put in airport jail? Just get your ticket and move on, okay? Get your goddamn ticket and move on! So that's <laughs> <laughs> like probably one of the only freak out moments where everyone was like, yes. I don't think anyone's ever been on board with any of Nick's freak no. outs up until this point. Well, especially because like even the airline attendant was just like, hey, yo, Sarah. chill. Yeah. And everyone else was like, no, he's not going to chill. Right. You go, Nick Cage, in your Hawaiian high tucked shirt. God, oh, my God. I'm such a <laughs> fucking style icon. It was so good. But basically, like, the rest of the movie is him just, like, trying to get back to them and constantly, like, losing grip. Shenanigans. Of, like, them getting out of the way. And, like, you know, James Caan is showing 
um, Betsy, sorry, Corman is showing Betsy, like, see how nice your life is? Like, how lavish it would be? And, like, I'd take care of you and blah, blah, blah. And he's always, like, We'd manipulating. We'd be here and, right. I, I have a lot of money and we have access to the country club. And he's, like, and, and your, your, your fiancé doesn't even really love you and I love you so much. And I would always be there for you. And he, like, tries to give her a ring. And she's like, oh, God, is that – what's his wife's name? Susan or something? I, so I think it's Susan. Yeah, I want to say like it's his, Susan. his late wife. And she, she's like, no, 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 this is for you. So he's, like, showering her with gifts, showing her all this stuff. She's getting to know the family. Meanwhile, Nick Cage is, like, trying to fucking get anywhere. But he has so much pull. Corman has so much pull even in Hawaii that he's, like, got people that are like, hey – take him like as a taxi driver and then take him to the totally wrong place so like this one taxi driver takes him to like a totally different area of the island he says he knows corman and he goes oh i thought you said orman chief, or chief something. gorman or something yeah takes him to the dad from fucking everybody loves raymond the guy from young frankenstein other mel brooks movies um he takes him to him and he's clearly like the town fool and he's like, I am chief. <laughs> and, it's just, and it's just him being weird and like drinking pee or some shit. It was like a weird yellow drink. Well, and then yeah, Nick Cage steals the car oh, to yeah. leave there. He's like, I left my keys inside. So he steals the taxi man's car because he's like, I'm clearly being jerked around. And like the sun's going down and I'm off track. And what does he do the rest of the trip when he's there? He literally oh. gets arrested. Oh, yeah. He finally finds them. And she's at the point where she's now considering. Oh, extremely considering. Like, she's like, I need to go be alone and think for a moment. She goes and stands out on the edge of this golf course, and he sees her in the distance, and he's like, Betsy! Betsy! And and as he's screaming, him and Corman, like, Corman comes and tackles him, and then they get into a brawl. And this is happening in the background of her thinking, but the waves are crashing, so she can't really hear, and she's like, Jack? Jack. Hello. And then Hello. while that's all happening, the security guards come and tackle them and take Nick away. And he's like, No, no. And then he gets taken away. And then Corman comes up to Betsy and he's like, How are you doing? How are you thinking? Like she didn't and, see any of it. And she's like, oh, I just heard the strangest thing. I thought I heard Jack calling my name. And he's like, Oh, the wind, it's crazy. Uh, yeah, <laughs> pretty much. And so Nick goes to jail. And then is trying to get out of fucking prison in Hawaii. And he ends up making Bond somehow. I think he calls his friend in New York again. Yeah, this the dentist. And um, and then he does. He makes Bond. And then he's... Which, it's interesting because the dentist tells him, like, just make sure that you're telling the Hawaiian police that you're leaving or else you're going to get stuck there. Oh, yeah. But then that doesn't turn into anything. Yeah, he's just like, got it. <laughs> I felt... If I will say one thing about this movie, I because I did really enjoy it. Totally something I would watch again. I would especially watch if I was like at my grandmother's house for Thanksgiving and it was like on. Yeah. But there were just it seemed like there were like a lot of loose ends. Yeah. Even the like whole promise to his mom at the beginning, like even though that's the the motivational force for the whole thing. Yeah. It doesn't really matter. Well, I think I can't remember, but I think that there is a specific part. Where it's him kind of being like, I can I can let go of that. Like I think there's a conversational point, but like, I don't remember yeah. who it's through. Because during the credits, for, 
I forgot to mention this earlier. There is an amazing intro credits animation. Oh, yeah. It's so cute. It's so much fun. And it's literally like Sarah Jessica Parker's character on top of this big wedding cake, like a figurine. And then Nicolas Cage's character, like has a rain cloud following him that's supposed to be like his mother and like he's doing all this stuff to try to get to sarah jessica parker on top of the cake but he keeps failing and keeps getting pulled away and all yeah. this stuff and so i i felt like because that happens after the intro sequence with him promising his mom that so i thought it was going to be more like nick cage shenanigans like how it was but then him being like blaming his mom for it yeah like for being punished because he's breaking the promise or whatever but then mm. it like really never came up again oh yeah you're right I was that would have like, been more powerful yeah like i i felt like it's just like a funny rom-com no it's a fun it, rom-com so it doesn't get as deep as it should yeah but I, I definitely saw it makes me wonder if there were like rewrites or if shit was cut out because yeah. I could definitely see where they had, like, planted seeds for things that just didn't come to fruition. Yeah. They probably didn't, like, the, the edited. The, yeah. Like, the bonus scenes. Yeah. Here's a Andrew Bergman's director's cut of Honeymoon in Vegas. Me, <laughs> Um. Are you all right? Yeah, a lot of weird things just happened. Uh, Saw a face. She had a seizure. That was really disturbing. Um, I closed my eyes and some like scary face was in my eyes. Oh no! I've never known that person before. Either. <laughs> Intrusive like, thought. It was just like. Oh no! <laughs> I'm so sorry that and happened. Then the, in the back of my throat, it felt like like snot. Oh no! The weird, the weirdest like, mood today. The mood is weird tonight. The, the weirdest mood today. <laughs> is Mercury? Oh no! Mercury is in retrograde. It is in retrograde. It is not out of retrograde. It's definitely in Gatorade. Or some shit. <laughs> Mercury's in like Gatorade or some shit. So like, <laughs> treat your hoes correctly. <laughs> correctly. <laughs> they be angry. Give them some slack. Um. That's a no. That's an interesting point because it it, it did it was like kind of hokey and weird how it didn't really have much depth to it and it was just constantly I'm just like I fucked up. I want you back. Yeah. And like so then they but then they leave. They leave because then by the time he tries to like get to them, they have left because then he gets there and sees uh, Corman's kids and Corman's kids are like, oh, isn't Betsy great? They're such a cute couple. And he's like, yeah, (laughs) he's like, that's fucking nice. And then um, they're like, yeah, well, they're headed back to Vegas to get married, to get married. Oh, yeah, because she agrees. She's like, fine, I'll do it. I want kids like everything Asia was saying. And so then he's like, well, fuck. Only flight he can find back is with a in the best possible Nick Cage dream ever. I like. think it's like he has to fly. The next flight is somewhere else in the continental United States. Oh, and yeah. And then there is a secondary flight that he oh, has to take. I think, it was, I think it was Los Angeles. Okay, yeah. yeah. So It would make sense that it would only be a 45-minute flight. Yeah. yeah. So you can tell it, though. I know you're excited. No, yeah, he, no, you're, no you're right. Because he's like trying to find a flight. And the, the quickest one he can get is like to L.A., and then from L.A., he cannot find a flight. And so he gets on to this fucking Elvis in the sky plane. And it's literally like 40 dressed up Elvises. Mind you, majority of what we've been seeing in Vegas scenes have been Elvises. Oh, my God. Fucking including Bruno Mars. Little baby Bruno Mars. He's like eight is eight years old. And he's singing in the first night when 
Corman and Betsy go to dinner, they're watching a show and Bruno Mars' little baby ass is singing an Elvis song. And, like, and it's funny because when we were watching this movie, Asia was like, oh my God, this is the writer and director, or the, not director, the writer of Blazing Saddles. He wrote and directed this one. And then she was like getting really excited. She's like, oh my God, there's so much info. And then she was like, do you want me to wait until revealing it to you while we're doing the podcast? I was like, yeah, wait, I want to be shocked. Like on live to tape. Yeah. And so she didn't tell me, but she knew about Bruno. Mm -hmm. And the second, and it's just a little Filipino kid looking because he's Hawaiian, obviously. But he like, so I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this little Hawaiian, for some reason I thought he was Filipino for a second. Um, this little Hawaiian kid who's so cute comes out and I immediately was like, is that fucking Bruno Mars? Like you could tell it's him. And I was like, and Asia yeah. was like, that's exactly what I wanted to tell you. <laughs> and off the bat, like I immediately knew. Like it's, yeah. it's crazy because you wouldn't expect, but. Because he's so baby, but, like, it just looks like an even shorter version of him. <laughs> oh, my gosh. He's, he's just super small. He's so cute. And he's just going, like, <laughs> and, So there's there's a lot of there's a lot of Elvis going on in this movie. So the And, of course, Nicolas Cage is like, oh, my God, yes. He's like, I just played Elvis, essentially, two movies ago. True. He's like, I love this. Um, but so he is flying with them and discovers that they are – um, they are jumping out of the plane. Yeah, they're, they're skydiving Elvises. Yes. But they are skydiving like onto the roof of the of the casino slash hotel that he's trying to get to. Right. So he's like, okay, well that's convenient. Yeah. And um meanwhile, in, in Las Vegas, she's having second thoughts. Yeah. And she's like, wait, I fucked up. Cause then she's starting to realize because he She's trying to go back on her word, and he gets, like, very... That's when you first see, like, he's mobbish, he's abusive, he's scary. Yeah, totally. Because he's like, you don't get to, like, take back a word. You made a promise to Corman, and you gotta keep it. Oh, and, sh and there's even shit where she's like, yeah, fuck this, and, like, turns away from him, and he, like, grabs her arm, and like he's aggressively. like, you don't turn away from me. And she's like, I just did. And then, yeah. like, she does it, like, two or three times, and each time he, like, grabs her until she's finally like, I gotta go to the bathroom. And he's like... Yeah okay because he's, he's like definitely like threatening and scaring her yeah definitely and um she's starting to see that oh because as as this has been going on he's he's also like the way he's manipulating her is he's telling lies about nick cage like mm -hmm. he's like wait he's like because at one point she's like you know over sixty five thousand dollars like he had to do this and he goes whoa 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 he told you sixty five thousand dollars she's like he put you up in the game like he put you up as an option and yeah. it was only three thousand dollars he owned me like owed me like he just keeps like telling these little lies about like whoa that's not what he said and she's like oh, how can he do this and she can't get in touch with him to call him because she can't reach him because he's trying to find her yeah or he's in prison or all this shit so she has no idea so she's just taking corman's word for it so that's how she starts being like wow you're right like i don't love him he did all this terrible shit to me and but then when corman starts being abusive and stuff she's like oh i think i fell for some shit like he's yeah scary and um sure enough she gets away and the how she gets away is she then switches into an outfit from the what what are they called oh that it's like a outfit I, literally my brain is like cabernet that's not right no but it's ca like cabaret ca like yeah it's like cabaret dancer i think it's like really bedazzled like big hair dresses things <laughs> It's like it's like a it's like a butt full of like feathers. They look like peacocks, kind of. Yeah, it's like the very typical like '90s Vegas showgirl. Yeah, like 
rhinestones, oh, feathers. Oh, yeah. It, Vegas Showgirl is correct. Yeah. It's got like the big flower. Like, yeah. I, I looked it up. They all look like they look like peacocks. Yes. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. It's basically like a super, super extra Victoria's Secret show. Yeah. <laughs> what are they called? Yeah, they're just showgirls. That's all I'm seeing. I literally typed in Las Vegas showgirls and all of that came up. But like, you know, the bikini bedazzled shit, whatever. She gets that. She she puts that on. And, and she's got such a tight ball. I was literally going to say, I was like, she's so tight. Tight, like a toy good. Oh, she's so good. Um, But she this one's scary. Put her away. <laughs> Put her away. Um, But so... So she's in a getup. Nick's coming out of the sky. <laughs> in a uh, fucking Elvis costume. Because they put him in an Elvis costume and he's like freaking out. He's the last one coming down. He's never sky dove before. And they're like all fucking with him. They're like, pull the red tab. And then the yellow tab. He's like, yellow them red. And they're like, I don't know. And then they push him. <laughs> and he's like, ah. And he um and he lands and then they, they make eye contact. And they're like, oh my God. She's like, it's you. And so they're both in these like bedazzled outfits. They're running to each other. Love it. And. Corman looks at his like side guy who's eating food always and he's like it's too late he made it back and we're fucked and then just like gives up yeah <laughs> like, well because he was like he jumped out of the sky for her there's no way I can live up to that yeah. she's like you jumped out of the sky for me he's like I love you so much let's get married and so then the last scene of this movie is the cutest fucking frame of them getting married in their bedazzled outfits with like 30 Elvises yes. sitting in the uh, in the pews behind them. So good. And then as they're saying their like their vows and everything, the credits are just rolling over it and it's fucking adorable. It's great. It was good. And that's the movie. I really enjoyed it. It was really fun. And it was funny too. Like there was shit that we were like laughing at definitely. My dumb bitch ass wants to just take everything so seriously. That's why yeah. that's the only thing I didn't like. The only things I didn't like about the movie were the loose ends thing, which like whatever that's just kind of annoying yeah but also i just like hot take i'm like what the fuck sarah jessica parker like her character oh, the whole time i was like what you're like, why are you like i why are you like this yeah and it's like i was just thinking about it in my head i'm like okay well he is tricking her and lying to her i'm like yeah, yeah but she is still really like pushy and shallow with her feelings yeah it was weird because she didn't start that way so it kind of seemed like a weird character choice to then all of a sudden be like desperate for marriage whereas yeah. like it didn't seem that way in the beginning she seemed very like confident in because what she was saying originally was like hey if this isn't leading somewhere like i know what i want mm -hmm. and if you don't want to do that then we should like that's very level-headed and like logical thinking yeah and then all of a sudden she's like well fuck i mean i was gonna get married this weekend anyways i might as well marry you and yeah. i'm like whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, i'm so sorry <laughs> that was so loud because the other thing is kind of like i don't know it just I, f I would like to feel like if I was dating somebody. Oh, shit. I thought I turned it off. <laughs> I would, I would I'm like texting in the middle of the podcast. Dom's texting me. I love Our Dom. Nick Cage specialist is looking for us. Oh, 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 yeah. We have an engagement. Yeah. No, um, no. He just, he just wanted to know if we're going. Um, But I would, I would like to say, you know, I've been in like at least one relationship that's extended over two years. And I am 23, so who fucking really knows? But I would like to think if I was dating someone long term and was like really considering marrying them, especially since they're supposed to be like in their mid to late 20s at least, mm. I would give my significant other the benefit of the doubt and not believe this random ass comment. Right. Man. I would still be like, okay, cool. Well, because that's what she starts to say when she's like, 
let's get to know each other. Like, let's not get married this weekend. Yeah. He's like, fuck you, we're getting married now. And she's like, oh. Yeah, and she's like, fuck. But, like, she shouldn't, yeah, like, I, I feel like I would still be like, okay, well, I need to talk to him and at least get closure and break up. Yeah. Before I just get married. So it's like, I don't really know, like, what their ages are supposed to be. Because that definitely seems like something, like, someone my age would probably do. I know. But it's like, I know Nick Nick Cage is probably, like, 28 or He's 29. Like 28, yeah. So it's like excuse me sir i know i know you're completely right it was it was weird it was interesting but it was just kind of like for the purpose of the fun of the movie it was like whatever oh yeah and it's so like we were saying earlier it's so 90s mentality yeah so it's it's really entertaining it's forgivable and it's fun it's definitely like not realistic no well um, yeah but in like a but in the in a, in a rom-com 92 sort of way yeah um it's the golden age of rom-coms. But I think we definitely agreed that the freak-out moment is the airport. Oh, obviously. 100%. The, you got to hear a little bit of it. In that moment, he is every time I've wanted to scream at anyone in a queue line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he, like, actually said what everyone's thinking always. It was good. It was pretty funny. Um, so what do you rate that? It's relatable, so it's hard. I know. Because it, like, it feels like all his other ones aren't quite relatable, so they're entertaining, but... I'm going to say seven. I was thinking, yeah. I was thinking like 6.9. Yeah. Right right around there. And then what about for the movie? Movie overall? It's hard. What I've noticed is like I have a really hard time rating these movies for um, for actually the opposite reason of what you just said, basically, where you're like, I take it like seriously and I like because mm-hmm. you're like a genuine critic. Oh, and what <laughs> one of my coworkers actually said to me the other day, is she's like, what I like about talking to movies because she doesn't talk like no movies like we do because mm-hmm. she's not in like, you know, like she didn't go to film school or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but she was saying to me, she was like, what I like about you is like you do critique it and you are technically like a tough critic. She's like, but you also know when like like just to like have fun and enjoy something yeah yeah and she was like because like we were we were talking about lion king and that's how it got brought up but she was like you and like one of our friends derek like were the two actual critics everyone else was like yeah it was whatever Mm -hmm. but we were the ones like really breaking it down and talking about like the story structure and blah 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 and like the cinematography and all that shit but that being said like he was like even so more like angry and like taking those things or whatever i was like but on the whole I, I do know, I do enjoy, so it's hard for me to, like, pick what I think is well-rated and not because I, I feel like I view each movie very differently. Mm-hmm. So, like, because I enjoyed this movie, I want to give it a high rating. But structurally, as far as a film goes, like, I shouldn't. But I, so I, I don't know how to rate these movies because a lot of times I feel like, like, Vampire's Kiss is, like, a poor, like, that's a bad movie. Yeah. But I loved it because it was bad, so I gave it a higher rating than I normally would. Yeah, yeah. So, I it's mean, hard for me to do. When I, I feel like, just to tell you where I'm coming from, I almost, I would say when I'm thinking about the ratings for the these movies, I'm purely rating them based on enjoyment. Yeah, that's not, usually what I'm doing. Not really quality, and so, like, with trying to think what was uh i gave something a flat five pretty recently well we both gave uh industrial number one a five no we gave his performance a five no we gave the movie a five i did not give the movie a five yeah i just listened to it really yeah 
You said because because Nick isn't really in it, we agreed that it's a five. But you said as an art piece, we both agreed it would be oh, an eight. Oh, like an eight. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Hmm. Well, we actually didn't rate his performance in that one. Oh, because it was it, there was no point. <laughs> yeah. Um. Hmm. I I'm think just you did use, another one. Though. I'm gonna use Boy in Blue as an example. Okay. Because that was just like five. Like, yeah. it was okay. It was probably maybe even four. I can't yeah. remember. Honestly, can't remember what I gave it. Sorry, everyone. Yeah. Uh, don't look back. I'm probably wrong. Right. But, like, in my gave memory. gave it an eight and a half. <laughs> in my memory. Yeah. Like, it was just a very average movie. Yeah. And I, we watched it twice, and in both times it was very average. Vampire's Kiss, that shit is hard for me to watch. Yeah. Like, I don't. Like, getting through it the second time was a little bit better because Julia and Sam were there. Right. And it was more like I was watching them watch it. And I was like, right. you can't right. wait for this next part to happen. Right. But the first time watching it, and maybe we were burned out because we watched yeah. Moonstruck or whatever. No, it was rough the first time. But I was like, fuck, this movie is a chore to watch right now. Yeah. So, just for that reason, I I want to give this movie, like... What did I rate the freak out? Seven? Yeah. I almost want to give this movie like like a seven point eight or I, like an eight. I was I was think yeah, I was think I was thinking like seven like in the sevens. I was thinking like mid sevens to like yeah. higher sevens. So let's say like I'm um, let's say seven point five. Yeah. Yeah. I fun. agree. I usually do do it based off of um enjoyment. Um, but it's funny because how I enjoy things are very different because this one was like fun yeah, and I enjoyed yeah. it. Um, Birdie, fantastic. I oh, enjoyed I just, it. I just really love the Vampire's story. Kiss. I enjoyed because I like watching things that are painful because it was so horribly entertaining. Like it is painful to watch. I don't like sitting through it. I don't need to watch it anytime mm-hmm. soon. But because of how outrageous it was i like loved that yeah like i love shit that's over the top because it's like just bad yeah so that's why i gave that's why i like vampire's kiss but not but like i don't want to even compare vampire's kiss in this movie because i had two very different reactions but i still enjoyed them both but for very different reasons yeah so that's why i come into this whole like what do i do Okay. We're just shouting out numbers. We have like no legit like oh, rating system. We should really like go and find where we've rated everything. I'm surprised we haven't written it down so far. I know. I keep thinking about it, and then I'm like, oh, I'm gonna. I don't want to do it. But because I'm, I'm actually genuinely curious to see like what we've done when we come out of it all. Like what our top rated is. Because I think yeah. right right now, I think it's probably Birdie. Yeah, I agree. Um. Wild at Heart's up there. Wild at Heart is like probably second. I second. easy, yeah, easily second. But so, I, I think you're right. I think Birdie still takes the cake right now. So good. Yeah, it's just such a pure movie. It's just, I it's, just like thinking about it. I think about it often. We have it on DVD, and it's so good. Literally, and I think I, I had already said this like a couple of weeks ago, but I think my top, my top few so far. I think I said this during Wild at Heart. Yeah, definitely Birdie. Yeah, Wild at Heart. Yeah, Racing with the Moon. Yes. Those three are. Oh so, no, you're right. You did say that, and then so I. But then I threw in Raising Arizona because I. That's way up there for yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that wasn't like I didn't learn Raising Arizona. Like I of, learned the other three. Yeah, movies of by the doing new, this. of the new movies. Yeah, so good. Yeah. We covered so much weird shit in this episode. <laughs> I'm actually excited to listen to it because it's. <laughs> I definitely want to listen to us trying to do the synopsis. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I had a like probably an anxiety attack. Marta had some intrusive thoughts at the end. And I farted. And she farted. 
and during I, your freak out i farted i don't know if you heard me i did <laughs> i was very present for that moment <laughs> and i kn- you know how i know i had like an anxiety attack because i'm so tired now yeah like i just like burnt out immediately and yeah I'll- like i know it was after that laugh as we both were like so he um <laughs> he did some things sarah got mad <laughs> <laughs> My little pony girl. (laughs) She's so fucking cute in this. She really is. We agreed that her performance, her looks, how she talks is Rachel Green. From Friends. Yeah. Not even, she doesn't even get to be Carrie. No. Sex in the City. Mm -mm. Because that's different. She's not there. She's not there yet. But like interchangeably could have been Jennifer Aniston in 92 easily in this role. If she auditioned. Oh, probably not. Yeah. It seems early for her. No, she was like, I'm doing fine. Playing a waitress on television. Friends wasn't out in 92, was it? No. I think that Friends is a late 90s thing. Yeah, I think it was like 97, 98, maybe. I just Googled the word Friends, And all these and pictures of people. <laughs> 94. Oh, okay. So not quite yet. Yeah. Yeah, she hadn't been discovered yet. Secret Jen. You can't kiss the mic every episode. I love him. <laughs> <laughs> he lets me do things. Oh, um, do things in what way? Like he, he lets me talk, and that's what I like can't control. Talking is my compulsive talking. Oh, it's okay. I couldn't control what happened earlier. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a uh, social media is like gone in sixty seconds at gmail dot com for emails. <laughs> gone in sixty seconds. On the Instagram. Jen's pod for the Twitter. It helps if you tweet at me. Because <laughs> then we'll say it on here. Yeah, I'll be like, what's up, guys? Oh, speaking of no, which. No. I, you know what? I, no. Why are there so many ants on my wall? Uh, Fuck. Oh. <laughs> oh, God, I, I will give Eric a shout out because he did send me some tweets this morning. He does not follow me because he does not want me to know what his Twitter profile is. It's all like, I hate Asia. <laughs> but he has been sending me some tweets regarding Never on Tuesday. Oh, okay. Because he was like, wait, did you guys watch this movie? I'm like, yeah. So the tweet is from Cassian Yules. So Carrie Yules' brother. Okay. Who was like one of the people involved in the production of Never on Tuesday. Okay. And it's him recalling Nicolas Cage. It says, hilarious. I remember when we filmed this. The man who we borrowed the Ferrari from was so excited that Cage was going to be driving it until he saw his get up and realized what Nick had in mind. He said he wanted to wear one. So, yes, he did. And I said, hell, it's Nick Cage, who I didn't know at that point. He can bring the nose. We were quite shocked when we saw it, but it was Nick Cage and we were thrilled beyond belief to have him in it. So Nick brought his get up. Yeah, so no one knew that he was going to do that until he literally fucking drove up and was like, do you need help? Oh my God. That's fantastic. Oh, that makes that so much better. That scene is so much better. It's so good. Oh, Thanks, Eric. Thank you. What's it? Oh, should we not do last name? I don't know. I did Michelle's full name. It's okay. Her social security number is... (laughs) Two one seven four nine four. We should just have it end at me being like Michelle McGarry's social security number is no. That might be cool. dot com. I'll whip it out this time. <laughs> <laughs> Stop kissing the mic. <laughs> All right, we need to stop. Marta's getting intimate with the equipment. I'm so lonely. <laughs>
That might be cool.com. You never know. <laughs>